and gentlemen, let's talk Penn State. And now, here are your hosts, Tim Buckley and Steve Gargiulo. Welcome back to Let's Talk Penn State. It is 2018. Steve, we are ready for more football. New season, new us. New Let's Talk Penn State. Well, same us, new season. Well, speak for yourself. You haven't evolved or learned as a person. You're not different. I don't think I'm much different. Well. (laughs) This is the show. What you get here with Let's Talk Penn State. You get what you get. If you don't like it, don't listen. If you like it, come back. If you want to learn a lot about football and X's and O's and nose tackles and diagrams, this is not the show for you. I think they have other podcasts for that. There are. This is more just about, hey, we like Penn State. You like it too. We're going to talk a lot about the opponent. We're going to talk about what Penn State does and, you know, have a little fun along the way. The premier Penn State football podcast that is not about Penn State football. And when we say talk about the opponent, we don't mean who's their quarterback. We don't mean do they have a good defensive line. We mean... Who are interesting people who went to that school? And what is their fight song like? And it's it's that kind of stuff. What alumni can we make fun of? What kind of food do they eat? Is it bad? It probably is not as good as Penn State. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, So that's what you're getting here. We'd like to pick some fights with maybe their notable establishments on social media. Sometimes they engage, sometimes not. This this, This is what you're here for. Maybe you listened last year. Maybe you are a new listener this year. Either way, we're happy to have you along for the ride. couple things that we want you to know. You can always tweet at us. You can follow us at Let's Talk Penn State. Uh, and we would love to have you as a follower. And really, you can even ask us some questions, I suppose. Or wherever you find us on the podcasting hosting world services, uh, you can rate us and like us and all of those things. It'll help us to get One more or two more listeners. Wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, thank you for making us part of your day. But who who are we? Who are we to host this podcast? I mean, this is a this is a show that we've revived as of last year. This was a show that used to be on the radio, um, on Penn State Radio. But Tim, who are you? Who is Tim Buckley? I'm just a guy. I like Penn State. Uh, But no, we went to Penn State together. Steve and I did. a while back in the 2000s. Uh, so we the were both aughts. in the blue band. The aughts. Some people 05. say the aughts. I don't, I don't like saying aughts. That feels weird to me. It feels a little something, doesn't it? It feels a uh, bit pretentious. A <laughs> tad gauche. So we, uh, you know, we just like talking a lot about football. Uh, I was a blue bander, as was Steve, a meteorology major. I'm a meteorologist now. Don't live anywhere close to Penn State. I live in uh, North Carolina. So, just like to talk about Penn State football. What about you, Steve? I was a major in IST. I still don't know what that is. Information Ist. Sciences and Technology. Also in the Blue Band. I, I also don't live anywhere near Penn State. But, yeah, Tim's on TV every day. I'm pretty much on the road every day, working on all kinds of different stuff around taking ideas to action, all kinds of fun things. But this is... This is our little outlet to uh, to have some fun, talk some some Penn State football on our terms, and uh, and engage all all six of you who are out there. So 
Thank you uh, for tuning in to season two. Let's get into it. Season two, here we go. The 2018 season just a couple of days away, getting ready for Appalachian State. And Steve, this is a year where we have a lot of expectation, just like last year. Uh, What are we thinking as we go throughout this fall? Where are our hopes and fears and dreams for the 2018 campaign? Mostly, I'm just really excited that we're back. So this morning... I got the Eric Higby tailgate invitation, which certainly is one of those markers that oh, says wow. like, hey, Penn State football season is here. You're seeing all the content online, everything on Twitter, people trying to decide how good we're going to be, how many wins, how many losses. Like, it is real now. It is happening, and it is football season. It really is. It's starting to feel real, and, you know, Appalachian State aside – that might not be, you know, the most exciting <laughs> opponent for week one, but it's football and it's real football. And as far as, you know, how good could Penn State be? I don't know that anyone really knows. Uh, I don't know that I really know. Uh, but I think if things go well, it could be a special season and maybe they could contend at the end for a college football playoff. If you're a fan of a big team, you always have part of your heart and part of your expectations are they better not lose a single game. We better make the playoffs this year and we better get there. And so I think if all of us are honest, we're all there right now. Yes, maybe there are a bunch of questions and we have some kind of practical realities around, hey, what's going to happen? And we, you know, we don't know that. But there's the palpable excitement in Happy Valley uh, as a program that is an elite program that we're gonna be, we're gonna be there at the end, and so knock on wood, my hope is that we're there at the end. We get to go to a playoff, like, you know, I'll be honest, that's where I want to be. We'll we'll see what happens. I've circled the dates on my little uh, calendar, right? Like I know when the playoff is happening, and I've I've made plans in my head in case it could happen. So I'll put it that way. In uh, case we need to go to Santa Clara. That's right. Yes. Wouldn't that be exciting? You know, I think the expectation, you can you can kind of put seasons in different categories. As far as this year goes, like, I'm, I'm expecting they're not going to lose to any teams that they shouldn't lose to, right? Maybe there's an Ohio State loss. Maybe there's a Michigan loss or a Wisconsin loss or a Michigan State loss. But they're not going to play around with any of the other teams. I think we'll be okay in that regard. Um, that's my confidence level, at least. Um, I don't know if it's going to be 10 and 2, 11 and 1, or, you know, worse. But I'm pretty confident we have the talent level this year with Trace at the helm and, you know, enough pieces coming back that they should really still be a super talented team that can compete with anybody. What's, what's that quote from Deadpool where the big stone guy is like, Life comes down to two or three moments. <laughs> Everything is about two or three moments. To a certain degree, that's what a football season is about, right? Even in those easy games, there will be a scare game. There will be something where it's like, oh my gosh. And if it's a good team, they come through. They deliver. There's going to be some exciting comeback moments. 
having a walk-off win last year was a lot of fun. Do I want to have a walk-off win this year? Yes. Do I no. want to have these kinds of things? Yes, because even though they take a year off your life, when they go well, you still watch them. I don't know who it is in my Facebook feed, but I, I love this person. There's somebody who still posts the block field goal from the Ohio State game like every week, and I still watch it every time because the season comes down to those kinds of things. And so who knows what they will be. I hope they go our way. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Penn State fans are going to have a chance to watch a lot of those exciting moments at home this year, no matter when they happen or against whom, because the schedule actually sets up quite favorably in a lot of ways. There are a lot of hard teams on the schedule, but all of the hard games are at home, except for Michigan on the road. And of course you have Pittsburgh on the road, but you know, whatever. Uh, Most of the hard games are at home, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Wisconsin, and Iowa are all at Beaver Stadium, and I think that is a really good thing. This is probably the best home slate, and and we're not Penn State historians, so, you know, who knows. But, like, you know, 2011 is when we hosted Alabama, so I'm sure that was a good home slate that year. Um, But that was not a good year for Penn State football. Uh, But the – I don't know when there's been a better home slate. So, like, yeah, the, the schedule has certainly lined up for us to do well, and, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. Rubber to the road. If you're predicting this year, Steve, what happens in 2018? We're going to bookmark this and come back to that at the end of the year. The first ever 15-0 team national championship. James Franklin elected president of the United States in a special off-year election. And and there we have it. The, the Penn State <laughs> victorious. Well, I'm certainly happy to hear that. It puts me at ease now that we'll be now, doing so well. Now, when we so listen well. to this, when, when, that, when that all comes true, when we listen to this, I'm going to sound like a genius. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your prediction? I am uh, not as excited, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think they'll lose a, a game here or there. It, I don't know if it comes against Ohio State or Michigan State. I, if I had to make a prediction, I would go with 10-2. and two. Um, but I hope it's better than that. And I think even if it is 10 and two, they could still get to the big 10 championship game and they could still get to the college football playoff. Uh, so we'll see how it works out. 11 and one would be, I think the best case scenario, uh, in my mind, but I hope it goes 11 and one. I think it'll probably go 10 and two, but what do I know? It's just a guess. What do you, let us know what you think. Send us a tweet and we'll, I don't know. We'll put a gift back at you. We did run a poll. I don't know what people said in the poll. Most people voted for eleven and one. Actually, people thought eleven and one. So, so that's some very that's some Nate Silver data for you there. If, <laughs> you know, people say eleven and one. Let's see what happens. Maybe the people are right. It's like, it's like ask the audience. Um, you know, as much as much as we hate the the college football playoff and the rankings and all that. It really does add a lot of excitement to the season. And, you know, if you lose, it's better to lose early and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So let's see. And as far as the Big Ten goes this season, Steve, I mean, you have, you know, all of the tough teams um, that you would expect still doing pretty well. Who would you rank as the people that scare you the most? Definitely Northwestern. You know, I remember when we were in the Blue Band and we would travel and we would, you know, go to these away games at Michigan and these places and we lost those heartbreaking Michigan games in, in 05 and 07. Yes. Um, 
Mr. Cree, the 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 quote unquote volunteer assistant for the blue beds. Yes. He was like, you know, I told Dr. Bundy from now on we should really just go to Northwestern. We should always just play Northwestern because <laughs> it's just fun to play Northwestern. I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a make or break year for Michigan. I think to some, for, for, to some degree of like, hey, are you finally going to prove it and and be good? And, and and I'm scared to say that because I don't want to lose to them. But you're certainly scared about Michigan being a sleeping giant. People yeah. have said things about teams like Indiana or Minnesota having breakout years, you know, I don't know what to think about that kind of stuff, but I think I think you have your elite tier and then and we're in that and then you have, you know, the middling tier of the Iowas and the, you know, those kinds of folks. And then there's the stupid other East Coast teams which shall remain nameless which should not be in the Big 10. Like the Rutger and such, yeah. I I don't. I think Ohio State is scary, obviously, because they have the most talent. But it's going to be so weird because they have that whole situation that we're not going to talk about with Urban and all the other jazz that's going on out that way. Um, but it'll be one of their first games with him back in Happy Valley, and we get them early. They're a young team, new quarterback. We're a young team with an old quarterback. So I don't know. It, it, there's an interesting dynamic there that's going to be different from when we play Wisconsin, and we've had a whole season to kind of come together. Wisconsin's had a whole season to come together. Or maybe Michigan's playing for their life for survival, and they get us at home in November. That's pretty scary. So I, I'm scared of all three of those for some reason. Michigan State doesn't scare me that much. I don't know why. I think they're a little overrated. But then again, what do I know? Here's a fun fact for you. Since Penn State joined the Big Ten, this is the earliest the Penn State-Ohio State game has ever been in the season. That doesn't surprise me at all because that was the first thing I noticed when I saw this year's schedule is, holy crap, we're playing Ohio State in September. So I just made that up, but it feels right. It feels (laughs) true. I believe it. It seems very early. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's right around the corner just a few days away. It all starts with Appalachian State. It all starts with App State. It hopefully ends in Indianapolis. Well, maybe not ends in Indianapolis, but you know what I mean. (laughs) And right now, we would like to introduce one of our sponsors. Let's Talk Penn State is proud to be sponsored by Gardner's Candies, a family tradition since 1897. Ever since a 16-year-old boy named James Pike Gardner in Tyrone, Pennsylvania, created the popular product, the Peanut Butter Meltaway. The original peanut butter meltaway is a creamy, smooth peanut butter piece dipped in rich chocolate. Many have tried, but none can duplicate the Gardner's family recipe. Gardner's Candy is now over 100 years old and still going strong. You can visit the Candy Museum at the Tyrone location. It's a popular destination for friends, family, and tour buses alike that visit Tyrone or live in the surrounding area. Gardner's Candies, a family tradition since 
That is a piece of music, folks. And you might have heard this before, maybe not. Uh, a lot of us kind of first learned about this many years ago when Appalachian State beat Michigan. Uh, Steve, you've kind of become a little obsessive about it, though. Well, I, you know, I like the internet and I like songs and I like fun <laughs> videos. We, we both do. But uh, I thought, you know, it would be interesting to learn a little bit more about this song for, for this week's episode. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of my summer trying to learn about the origin of this song, to be honest. It sounds a little bit like someone kind of made it as a project to make fun of the school. But is this something like, like who made this? According to the Wikipedia page... The song was written by John Tesh. Yes, this John Tesh. Wait, wait, wait. So that guy that did the NBA NBC music? Yes. Well, according according to Wikipedia. But what I found out after reaching out to John Tesh is that is a lie. So it turns out Someone actually put that lie in Wikipedia eight years ago, and it's been in there ever since. And because a lot of websites crawl Wikipedia, it's been propagated on all kinds of other websites. So to think someone would sneak a lie like that into Wikipedia and it would be taken as fact for all of these years is, is crazy. Lies. Yes, lies. And what so, a damn but shame. I, so I edited that out, and then I, I ended up on this months-long mission to actually get the true story about this song. This was this kind of weird, winding journey that required responding to random Reddit posts from years ago. I sent about 38 cold Facebook messages to, to people that I found in App State groups, Freedom of Information Act requests, but I finally did find something. I finally found the true story behind this song. Welcome to our first Let's Talk Penn State Investigates. I want to tell you a story. A story with many twists, many turns. A story only tangentially related to Penn State football. And a story that's quintessentially Let's Talk Penn State. I'm not going to try to defend that because you can't defend it. It became its own entity. I've had a few who are so concerned that they sort of second-guess their decision to come here. I think the misrepresentation of what the thing was... Like you're never going to get probably a clear answer that satisfies everyone. There's been a lot of ridicule, I think that's come from it. But why would that have happened? Because nobody has the context for which it was created. Nobody until now. It's very hard to just stop it there and not keep playing the whole episode because it's it's a lot of fun. But I'm going to pause there. You'll have to navigate over to our bonus content episode to hear the whole story Tim, I think it's really worth people's time to check out this story. 
it leaves you wanting more. The suspense, the intrigue, uh, there is a lot that surprises you about what you found out, Steve, in this investigation. So if you want to hear more, same place you got this episode, right there on your feed, there will be a bonus episode, Let's Talk Penn State Investigates, hot, 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 and you should really check it out. Speaking of songs, though, this is one of my favorite segments, and I've, I've been wanting to listen to the Appalachian State Fight song, but I've, I've held off in listening to it so that we could listen to it together and react to it in real time. And so, Tim, if you're ready, I'm ready to hit to click on this link and go for it. Let's click it in three, two, two, one. one. at this point it's just repeating but i to be honest my first reaction to this this is like a classic fight song of like it's catchy it's fast yeah i mean this is definitely a quick recording it has a lot of energy i kind of like, like I could it already sing along to it like having just heard it for 30 seconds yeah um i'm a fan of it i mean my only other reaction is, is this definitely an original by Appalachian State, or is there a chance they took this from someone else? Uh, <laughs> because sometimes the smaller schools, you know, do do that. But, uh, I mean, this is a good fight song. I'll tell you what, you know, the funny thing is, is that I, I'm, I'm sure I haven't heard it before, but I feel like I've heard it before. Mm, yeah. So I don't know if it is their own thing, but a lot of energy. You can clap along to it. It's catchy. It might be stuck in my head now. Already. You know that their mascot, the Mountaineer, um, has a name. Uh, oh, does he? What's his name? Oh, he does. The Appalachian State mascot is named Yosef. <laughs> Y-O-S-E-F. With a um, Y? With a Y, Yosef. The origin of the name Yosef comes from mountain talk for yourself. Yosef. <laughs> Yosef. <laughs> the idea being that if you're a fan, friend, or alum and have a heart of black and gold, you are a Yosef. You're a Yosef. 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 Wow. You live in North Carolina. How do you think people would say it? Yosef. Yosef. Uh, I don't know. That I've never heard that, though. That's so interesting. And Yosef. their their equivalent of like their like booster club is called like the Yosef Club. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And is there an actual guy like oh, in there's a, a guy he, he and he's akin to you know what is it Wake Forest and these other you know guy like the weird demon old guy deacon type the demon deacon yeah. Fun so fact Yosef. about the demon deacon just as as an aside if you ever see him. Look closely because the demon deacon has a, a suit and a big head and a top hat and the suit, of course, has a bow tie. But the bow tie is not attached to the suit. The bow tie is attached to the bottom of his chin. <laughs> and once you see it, you just can't unsee it. It's a his initial publication was such a hit that students went so far as to order pictures of Yosef instead of pictures of themselves from the yearbook. 
Undoubtedly, the caricature, the name, and the idea appealed to Appalachian students. I mean, it's clearly been a success. Yosef is 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 oh, it's a fun fact as spot. well. The nineteen forty two version of Daniel Boone Yosef, Yosef <laughs> Boone treat yourself is the like the the nineteen forty two Yosef, it was two Fs, and it wasn't until nineteen forty seven that they dropped the second F. Um and and that's when the university started a Mr. and Mrs. Yosef contest. And the skills needed to earn those titles included hog and chicken calling. <laughs> Daniel, treat yourself, Boone. Daniel, treat yourself, Boone, hog and chicken calling. <laughs> and they beat Michigan. Can you believe and, this? And they beat Michigan. Now, we really are trying very hard not to overtly just make fun of them too much. So uh, we're trying to be kind here, but I'm, I'm literally just reading word for word from the Appalachian State website. And it's um, it's difficult. It's a good school, good team, worthy opponent. They're not in the same category as Penn State, but we are happy. We'll be happy to beat them in week one. Take control of your everyday finances with an easy-to-use and conveniently accessible low-fee checking account. Our interest-bearing personal checking accounts at Citizens Bank help you simplify making purchases, automatic deposits, paying bills, transferring funds, and more. Experience the benefits of personal checking account options that meet your needs and fit your lifestyle. Open a Citizens Bank account online today and find helpful account features that can help you to transform your life. So as far as people that graduated from Appalachian State, usually what we like to do is kind of give you an idea of who went to our opponent's school. This week, a little tougher. Uh, Steve, I don't know there are too many famous App State grads. Cal Ripken Jr., oddly enough. Cal Ripken. No, I just made that up. No, he oh. didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, there's really nobody. Um, nobody that we could find. The most notable person uh, and somebody that we that we preview in the bonus content, make sure to check out the other episode, is uh, is Michael Gregory, who created the Bed Intruder song and backing up, backing up, backing up, all you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we, you have to dig pretty deep to find somebody notable. Unfortunately, maybe there's there's somebody among the ranks right now who's going to be more notable. But, yeah, that's kind of where we are. That's kind of where we are. But we learned so much about App State with that Let's Talk Penn State investigation into the Hot, Hot, Hot song that we know more about App State than anyone will ever else know. Well, and Tim, you live in North Carolina. You work in North Carolina. You're a local celebrity. You're on billboards and buses and golf tournaments. And, you know, you, you, Tim Buckley knows North Carolina. I'm sure you must work with some App State people or know some, some App State people, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is not, it's an obscure school nationally, but it's not at all an obscure school here. I mean, it's a decently sized state school. There are a lot of people that go there. A lot of people's kids go there. Um, I don't know how I would like, put a Pennsylvania analogy to it. Maybe it's like uh, Slippery Rock. Is that a school? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Loyola. Yeah, something like that. No, Millersville. It's kind of like Millersville. 
Shippensville. Yeah, yeah. Shippensburg. Shippensville. <laughs> Shippensville. Can you tell I'm not Worth from Chesterton, Shire, Milton. <laughs> but yeah, down here in uh, North Carolina, it's a big, it's a big school. Everyone knows about it. People, everyone knows people that went there. So it's a place that people go, and honestly, it's a place that people go because it's way up in the mountains, and they get to go far away from their parents and do whatever they want, and that's usually um, the way that it works out. Um, yeah, so it's a fine school. App State, pronounced Appalachian, south of the uh, Mason-Dixon line. But I've told people, you know, you can say Appalachian down here and tell people Appalachian is wrong. But if you go up to Pennsylvania and you say Appalachian, you're wrong. Because up there, it's Appalachian, you know? Well, people don't hike the Appalachian Trail, do they? They do in the south. (laughs) (laughs) One word, two, two right ways to say it, depending on where you are. Appalachian. Appalachian Trail. And uh, exciting that we're going to be able to see how good their team is this week. Uh, I'm not sure what to expect exactly. There's a little bit of me that when I saw them on the schedule way back when, I said, why would you schedule App State when you could schedule a really bad team or like a really good team? This is kind of just in the no man's land in the middle. Yeah, like you said, right, it's it's one of those almost lose-lose type situations where you, you got to blow them out. If it looks close, you'll look bad, but they're a good team and whatever. Um, I don't know. When, when I talked to some of the folks down there, uh, they said, you know, they have the expectation of being at the top of the Sun Belt Conference again. They're, they're in a different class of team. When they play a bowl game, they play Toledo. They win, but they play Toledo, right? So yeah. we should yeah. we should beat them. But Yeah, one thing I will say is that, you know, everyone knows about the Michigan upset, but they do start their season quite frequently playing a top-tier team. They've played Tennessee, they've played Georgia, um, those kind of teams. And a a couple times in recent memory, you know, they were leading in the fourth quarter uh, against teams like that. So they didn't win either of those, but they've been very close a couple of times. But I have heard from... People I know that went there that this year, you know, they're breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, they're not at their best. So we we should be fine. <laughs> I mean, when they send their team, they're not fine. sending their best to Beaver Stadium. But, they, you know, <laughs> we'll see. They, they do schedule better than Alabama. Do you care to offer up a prediction, Steve? Is it time that we do the predictions? Do we do predictions? So... So to be clear, this means talking about football. This means like what combination of touchdowns, extra points, field goals, safeties, like how many points will we have? How many points will they have? It's in that vein, yes. And it's an informed (laughs) guess because I can't make an informed guess, but I can throw numbers out there. I mean, we we don't expect ourselves to be experts here. We're just throwing it around, throwing it around, see what happens. I, I should pull up a random number generator website and just say the bigger number is us and the smaller number is them. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think this is a team that's not supposed to be very good, and we're a team that's supposed to be good. So let's say like a 47-14 type situation. I mean, I think that's the kind of thing you expect in a game like this. I was thinking like around the exact same lines, like right around 45 points to 7 or something, you know. Very good game for Penn State. I'm much more interested to see what happens with us than I am in the actual game. How does Trace look? How does the offensive line look? Are they better? 
because they better be better because it's been a long time of people telling me the line is going to be better and if it's not that's a shame so i'm going to go with 45 10 i guess penn state victorious on the day moving to one and oh and we play that other team next week. What are the things you're going to be looking for? So you mentioned the offensive line. I'm I'm actually less concerned about offense. I'm a little bit concerned about defense. I feel like, uh, not that I know the personnel, but I feel like I really don't know the personnel and like what's going to happen there. Um, what what for you are going to be the things you watch during this game? If are you, are you one are you going to watch the game? <laughs> are you going to prioritize watching the whole thing? Because I'll probably try to catch some of it. Um, and then, you know, what are the things you're going to be watching for? I'm going to try to watch the whole game. Yes, I am going to try. I don't have too much going on on Saturday, so I'll try and watch the whole thing. But, um, I mean, mostly I just want to see how the new guys fill in the gaps because, you know, I'm a little concerned on offense. I don't think we have really any sort of a tight end. Um, they're talking about a tight end by committee. That doesn't sound good. So, you know, with Gesicki gone, you know, how does that work out? Um, does Miles Sanders fumble? You know, I, I think he can run, especially if we have a great O-line, and he probably, you know, maybe get as many yards as Saquon did last year if it's if it works out. But don't fumble. Uh, and the defense Saquon does concern never me. had a fumble. Isn't that crazy? Never we texted won. about this and thought it might have been a joke. But he didn't. So he didn't fumble. I think in general, you know, just seeing how the team plays as a unit. Do they look organized? Do they look like they know what's going on? And do they look confident? If those, all those things are there, we're going to be fine. So that, that'll be what I watch. Our favorite segment. We do this every week. We do this in every episode. The game day button. We review the game day button. We have a little bit of a problem. I mean, you know... We have a few hours till we publish this, so maybe there'll be a breakthrough and we can do an emergency recording, but I, we, we have a little bit of a problem when it comes to the button. It's a big problem. We <laughs> don't know the official game day button. So if you have an official game day button and you can take a picture of it and send it to us, we would appreciate that. But we don't know the official slogan, so we can't rate the official slogan. So... What we actually have done, and you can find this on our Twitter feed at Let's Talk Penn State, is you can look at our version of the 2018 button. We have decided to go with delete the apps. So we made a fake news button. <laughs> it's a fake real button, yes, because there's no real, real button that we have access to. It's our yet. InfoWars button that is the true button. <laughs> if someone sends you a picture of a different button... Don't believe it because this don't is believe the it. Delete the apps. 2018, week one. Uh, what other kind of buttons could we have made this week? Delete the apps. Um, I I like take a hike. Take a hike is good. You could go cold, cold, cold. Oh, you could go hot, <laughs> hot, hot. You could go cold, cold, cold. I I actually like that a lot. That would be a great button. Yeah. So there you have it. Week one, previewed. What is the status of Kim Jones as a guest? You know, we so she tweeted at us. So, well, <laughs> yes. we have to thank Kevin Horn, right? Because he he really initiated this with kind of a flip tweet of like, "Hey, Kim Jones, are you going on Let's Talk Penn State?" And then she said yes. And then we tweeted her and said, "Hey, come on!" And she hasn't responded. And we tweeted her again, and she hasn't responded. 
<laughs> Maybe she thought it was a joke, but we would like to keep up with the Joneses like we used to do. So I'm, I, I'm hopeful. Kimberly, you're invited anytime. So one final thing. We decided one, one last thing that we want to do each week is we want to create a, a little bit of interplay with, I don't know if we can call this a sister show, um, but speaking of Kevin Horn, there's another show called the ob- Obligatory Penn State Football Show. It means you got to listen to it. It's obligatory. It's obligatory. Tim, who else? Because I like the way you say this name. Who else is part of that program? Chris Bucciani? <laughs> Chris, Chris Bucciani. <laughs> There's no way that's right. It's There's Chris no Bucignani, but every time you say Chris Bucciani... I certainly get a little chuckle. I think Bukigani oh, might sound better. Maybe it's like a new way, an alternate way, alternate fact. So we could tell them to change it. That could be our challenge. Because we thought, like, let's issue them a challenge. And if they issue us a challenge, you know, we can we can try our best to fulfill that as well. But let's issue a challenge for them to say a specific word yes. on their show next week. Right. And this week's word for the obligatory Penn State podcast is cytoplasm cytoplasm (laughs) that's right chris bucchiani we know you're listening we know you're out there on your show this week it can be you it can be kevin it can be brandon noble it could be mike the mailman somebody needs to work into conversation cytoplasm uh and so let's see if you can do that we're happy to take a challenge as well And then what we want to do is we can put it up to social media folks at the end of the season and say who did a better job over the course of the season working in the challenge words and the winner will receive a free box of smidgens. At least that's what we're willing to put on the line. If you win, we'll give you a box of smidgens. If we win, let's see what what you have on offer uh, from one of your sponsors. But that's how this is going to work. The Let's Talk Penn State obligatory Penn State football show challenge. And it's meant to be hard. So that's why cytoplasm was chosen. And bring bring it strong. We're happy to take on a challenge as well. Whatever you want to say, whatever ice cream flavor, you you know, give us whatever challenge you have. Even And if you have something that's not say this word, if you have some other kind of challenge, bring it. Let's Let's have a little bit of fun this season. We want to show how much better we are than you. You encroached on our podcast territory, but that's fine. You know, we're, we are happy to up our game um, to, to make sure that, that we are the premier podcast. Uh, and let's, let's keep this thing going. Let's see, let's see where it leads. We were here first. Shut your traps and stop trying to copy our <laughs> podcasting. Shut your traps and stop kicking the seats. I'm trying to watch a movie. <laughs> We don't care. There are probably so many podcasts. We don't even know how many Penn State podcasts there are. You know what I don't care for is the the Big Ten Network says they have a podcast, but really it's just repurposed audio from the show. That's not a podcast. I wouldn't listen to it. I don't think so. <laughs> I did, and I will never listen to it again. That is my commitment to you as viewers. Uh, I won't. I won't be part of it. We hope you will listen to Let's Talk Penn State again. Tell your friend. If you have a friend, tell them. This is a good Penn State football podcast. And, uh, you know, rate, review. You can follow us on Twitter. And uh, we hope to see you again next week after a Penn State victory.
Oh, you'll notice we we changed up our intro, but we're going to keep our outro the same. So stay classy, Penn State fans. And thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. Stop by, thanks. Class. Bye. Thank you. Bukiani. Roll the brass bonanza. Bye.